Kelly, have you ever considered what if we opened our show like a radio show? Like you're listening to ASMR, all jazz, all the time, always. This one's an old one from the 1960s, one that really just brought a shine to the summer of 65. Uh, the Harmon Jazz by jazz singer Harmon. Was that the Mario theme? Um, that was no, that was. Harmon's Jazz. That was Harmon's Jazz. Hey everyone and welcome to Animate the World, a show about two friends and their love letter to animation in all its wonderful forms. I'm your co-host, the not laughing Kelly Schemo. <laughs> and I'm your other co-host, Harmon. Harmon Jazz. Harman, it's been wonderful here in, it's actually terrible here in the 1960s, <laughs> but how are you Harmon? I'm really glad that you could come on our 50th show um, really great. Uh, well, how are you feeling? Oh, so you're speaking through your beautiful sax. Yes. You, know, you make wonderful music, Harmon. I really understand what you're trying to capture there, is that you're really excited to talk about the hot new animes, right? <laughs> Absolutely. You know, in the 60s... I'm sorry, I'm not, I don't understand your <laughs> accent. Sorry. Wow. That's a lot of colorful language for um, a kid-friendly show. So I'm going to have to ask you to leave before I call security. What? 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 See, that's that's how we say, oh, no, in my language. The it's all about language. that cultural exchange. Yes. Something that was not happening in the 1960s. Mm. Anyway, how are you, Richard? Good. How are you? I'm great. Um, you know, this is normally when I ask you for a question, but you know what? I already have the answer. We don't have time for questions. We have letters that need to be delivered. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And a lot to get through. Oh boy. A whole lot to get through. Four episodes. Mm-hmm. This is a this was a weird one. Yeah, this was a weird one. Did not see a lot of things coming, and uh, it's been a ride. I say that for everything we watch, but still. And then it it, it ended, and I was like, it sure did end right there. <laughs> But how, who am I now? I don't know. That was weird. It was weird. Um, all right. Well, let's, you know what? We can talk about it later. Let's just dive in. Let's dive in. So episode Mm -hmm. 10 opens up with a little girl poking a dead bird. And you're like, great. This is going to be a great episode. All right. I'm feeling it. I'm really feeling it, Chigokumi. Thank you. Um, and she's just like, why won't it wake up? And her mom's like, it's dead. And she's like, oh. Will it come back to life at any point? And she's like, no. And I'm like, great convent. Um, it was really confusing because her name was Fumika. And I was like, is this Fumika? Yes, same. I AKA really angel slash body. And I was like, who's this lady then? <laughs> no, it's just a girl with the same exact name. You know, because anime is fine. Everything is fine. Like, I'm just really chill about all these episodes. Anyway, we need a name for this little girl. Gamer girl. No. She loved them games. No. <laughs> too many gamers bird bird girl bird girl what about um um no tom nook tom, i love it i love it <laughs> no actually that should be uncle's name we're saving them oh my god yes wait doesn't tom nook have children 
nephews. Yeah. What are his nephews' names? Was there a Tim Nook? I think so. Wait, I need to look this up really quickly. Who are Tim? I never actually played Animal Crossing, so a lot of the Oh my god, I love Animal Crossing. It's going to make sense why we're talking about Animal Crossing. Yeah. <laughs> so please stay tuned. Gripping foreshadowing right near. Timmy and Tommy. Timmy and Tommy. All right. This kid's name is Timmy now. Excellent. All right. So Timmy's playing Animal Crossing. There's your foreshadowing. <laughs> she loves Animal Crossing. She plays it constantly on her little 2DS, whatever. Boy <laughs> Advance. Um, it's 2008 right now. Mm-hmm. So, she loves Animal Crossing. She's playing Animal Crossing while all these adult ladies, including her mom, are talking about some couple who just divorced because the dad had an affair with the brother-in-law. And I got excited, and I was like, is this what the episode's about? Nope. No, it was just nothing. They were just... Also, they were talking about some ninja restaurant. (laughs) Doesn't matter. Who cares? Anyway, she decides this gossip is boring um, and leaves. And she goes to her uncle, who we're not calling Tom Nook. And I immediately thought, oh, this is the Mm -hmm. guy who just got divorced and is dating his brother-in-law, and that's why he's sad. No, don't be confused like me. (laughs) Scenes don't have to lead into each other. They can just have nothing to do with each other, and that's fine, apparently. I have issues with how this episode was (laughs) to be as confusing as possible. (laughs) But that's fine. It's just whatever. Who cares? Anyway, Tom Nook is trying to draw. And he just can't, you know? And t- Timmy's really cute about it. And she's like, just draw the outside. And he's like, you're a genius. Because <laughs> Tom Nook is a nice man. And he takes her out to Denny's. <laughs> and buys her all the sweets she could want. And I'm like, this man is clearly not her father. Because <laughs> whatever. And she calls him uncle or something. Whatever. He, they're at Denny's. And um, he kind of implies that he draws for a living. Uh, but Timmy doesn't know anything about that. Uh, and Timmy's like, I'm really into this game. It's called Animal Crossing. <laughs> and Tom Nook has this faraway look in his eyes. <laughs> but then he's like, you know, I'm really good at games. And she's like, really? Put your money where <laughs> And they go to an arcade and they play games. And he's really good until he isn't. And then he loses and he gets a game over screen. And he has that faraway look in his eyes because he's sad. Not because he's dating his brother-in-law. I can't make this clear. <laughs> that story is over. It does not matter anymore. <laughs> um, so it becomes clear that he works for a gaming company uh, as an artist. But like last week, according to the Gossip Queens, who are at the Ninja restaurant, they reference before because that reference does carry over <laughs> um, but the other one does not <laughs> uh can you tell i'm a little bitter uh, only anyway. a little bit <laughs> uh turns out that he like quit last week and um then no one knows why and they're like why would he was never really an adult because he worked for video games <laughs> so he's just a loser millennial what i really enjoyed was the fact that they were like oh, this guy is such a child, he never grew up. Oh my god, here comes the ninja about to serve me some food. <laughs> it's true, and also he's the only man taking care of this yeah. one child. <laughs> anyway, um, Tom Nook and his niece, uh, Timmy, they go to the movies, and they see the worst movie ever. <laughs> it's this movie called Dragon Man. It's like this superhero <laughs> 
see this movie called Dragon Man. It's a superhero movie, and it's, like, this superhero with, like, these two kids falling around. And that's, like, oh, okay, cool. Then it turns out that the superhero has cancer. I'm laughing, and you're, like, wow. Kelly, how could you laugh at this? No, you don't understand. The resolution of this movie is that he destroys cancer with Dragon Claw, his special move. <laughs> and all the children cheer. And in the movie theater, everyone's clapping and like, yeah, kill cancer with your special punch move. Because that's how it works. And that's a good lesson to teach children. <laughs> And so everyone in this theater is cheering because it's all children except for Tom Nook, who's just, like, sitting there kind of upset. And we get a flashback to, um, <laughs> to Tom Nook at the hospital where he's found out he has cancers of the appendix, which is removable. So I'm also <laughs> But maybe appendix cancer is a real thing. I didn't actually Google it, and I don't want to be, like, insensitive. But I always thought that, mm -hmm. like, the appendix was something you could get removed. It might have spread. Uh, he, they said that he was in late-stage cancer. That's true. Um, so it's probably, like, I'll take the doctor's word for it that yeah. t Tom Nook's going to die, apparently. Uh, and that's mm -hmm. why he's been so upset, and he hasn't told any of his family. And, um, like, yeah, watching this movie about some man punching cancer was, like, not really the greatest day for him. And I like, I'm sorry. <laughs> anyway, they leave the movie. This episode was so weird. I don't understand how this world function is in so cruel to the people that live in it. We see that with the school environment and with like, just people mm -hmm. don't care about each other in this show at all. Everyone is heartless mm -hmm. and awful. <laughs> I think the creators really want to make it like look like, like make you really feel bad for the main characters. Like the world is against them. Like, yeah, it was very hard. They, they really drove it home. But it's, like, almost, like, to the point where I don't believe it, you know? Yeah, absolutely. I completely agree, yeah. Anyway, especially, like, this episode especially was one of those where mm -hmm. I was, like, I am just laughing at this point. Oh, my God! And I feel, I feel bad laughing! <laughs> but also, like, this episode was ridiculous. <laughs> they watched a superhero movie where he punched cancer. And all the kids were cheering, Richard. Anyway, they leave the movie, and they get roughed up by these teens for no reason. Teens? Am I right? They, like, literally just start beating up Tom Nook, just destroying him. And the police come over and, like, start shouting and, like, running after the teens. But then the other policeman just runs on, uh, Tom Nook down into the ground and is like, you're under arrest for kidnapping. And he's like, I'm not kidnapping anyone. And, like, Timmy's like, he's not kidnapping me. He's my uncle. And, like... The policeman is like, you know what? You're real sick for teaching this kid to lie to police. Just like, what? <laughs> like, can an uncle not take his niece out to the movies? Like, not, like what? <laughs> anyway, and then they start questioning him at the police, like, whatever office. What is it? The, the police station? <laughs> That's what I mean. <laughs> anyway, they start questioning him, and they just shame him for being unemployed for a week. And I'm like... He, like, quit his job a week ago. Like, what the hell? He's like, the police are literally like, wow, you're a good for nothing, aren't you? With your, like, creepy, weird child kidnapping. And he's just sitting there like, why is this happening to me? I'm dying of cancer. Anyway, um, and, like, literally the policeman says, huh, a relative's child. You think that's an excuse for what you did? And I'm like, what is happening? Who are these people? Anyway, 
Uh, Timmy's just out in the police station, unsupervised because of all this, playing her little Animal Crossing, and she hears crying at the police station. And she, like, turns the corner, and she finds this woman crying with this letter, and she sees Angel there. And she immediately goes into, like, hey, mailman girl, why are you making this lady cry? You want to fight? Like, I'm going to fight you. And then, um, the lady's like, no, I'm just really emotional, like, this is a beautiful letter, blah, 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 blah. And then... Uh, Timmy finds out that Angel and her share the same name, and that's kind of funny. <laughs> okay, bye, Angel. We're done with you this episode. Well, not really, but kind yeah. of. Anyway, the police, uh, they call the game company that Tom Nook used to work for and um, confirm that he did work for them. And so they're like, fine. And uh, one of the game people want to talk to Tom Nook. And it's his old friend who he, like, joined the company with. And he's like, why did you quit? Why? Why did you leave me? And Tom Nook tells him nothing. And it's sad. One thing I want to say really quickly is that, like, the police were, like, so mad at him. They're like, why did you phrase, like, what you said so, like, confusingly? This is your fault for us not understanding that you are unemployed. (laughs) And I was like, what is wrong with these police in this town? They're terrible. They're so bad. Um, so we go back to Body in the hospital for a scene that literally does not matter because nothing new is said. It's just like, huh, Body's still asleep there. Yeah. Okay, anyway. So Tom Nook calls his mom and is like, sorry I'm not the normal son you wanted. Tears. Because she's like, okay, now that you quit your dumb game job, we can get you a real job. And he's like, Boop. you mom. It's not a phase. I'm 30. And then he starts driving home uh, with, you know... Timmy, and the car breaks down on the bridge, and it's, like, dead of night now. And now I'm getting scared. Mm -hmm. Right? Because the car's broken Mm -hmm. down. This guy has had the worst day of his life. And, um, then he's like, you know what, Timmy? Stay in this car with all the windows down. (laughs) (laughs) By yourself in this, like, abandoned bridge where no one is. I'm gonna go get some help because... You know, you have a DS, so clearly this is a time where cell phones exist, but I just don't own one. So I'm going to go. And you stay here, okay? But don't roll up that window, kid. Like, you're fine. Uh, And he just walks away. And I'm sitting here like, oh, my God. This kid's going to get kidnapped. This kid is going to die. Timmy is a dead girl. Um, While he's walking, he starts having depressing and slightly suicidal thoughts. Uh, and I'm like, you can't do this right now. You mm-hmm. have a kid in this windowless van where no one knows where she is. Someone like, took the windows off the van. <laughs> like, what is happening? Like, also, I'm sorry that you had literally the worst day. These mm-hmm. feelings are totally valid. You're mm-hmm. happening right Definitely, now. yeah. But also, you are in charge of this tiny child mm-hmm. in a windowless van. <laughs> but Timmy realizes, like, I shouldn't be in this van alone and runs after him. And it's like, let's go together. I don't want to be alone. And he's like, yeah, it sucks to be alone. And um, she just starts talking about how much she loves her video game, Animal Crossing. And there's this emotional montage about how he loves drawing to make people smile. And, like, he drew all the characters in that game. And she loves those characters and made her smile. And he's like, you know what? This is fine. This is what I wanted. Like, I'm happy. And then a truck comes. (laughs) And almost kills both of them. But he pushes her out of the way and is like, you know, this is fine. And gets run over and dies. Really putting an end to, like, the worst day ever. 
Mm-hmm. Um, it cuts to the funeral very quickly, and the people at the funeral, which was like the final nail in the coffin, literally, and they're just like, you know, he was so kind-hearted. He was so kind to his niece. I can't believe he was in the final stages of cancer. And it's like, Jesus Christ, these are the same people who are like, who is this terrible gamer man who keeps stealing children? (laughs) Anyway, um, Timmy isn't sad. She's playing her video game, um, and she just doesn't understand what's happening around her. And he, like, she, like, goes, and it's an open casket. And she, like, goes to the casket, and she starts poking him like she did the dead bird. And he's like, she's like, why isn't Tom waking up? (laughs) And no one tells her. (laughs) And Angels is there uh, later on, and she delivers a letter from uh, Tom Nook, and it's a drawing of, of Timmy that he drew. And Timmy's, like, playing with her game still. (laughs) And is like, so, is, is Tom Nook dead? And Angel's like, yeah. The end. <laughs> it's actually not the end. There is oh, one bit at the very end. Yeah, hit that, hit that. Which is, we cut to body in the hospital, and she opens her eyes. And you're like, what? And I'm like, wait, can we do that? Can we do that instead of what we just did? Kelly, I'm really curious. What do you think? What in your mind is like the purpose of this episode in the larger scheme of the anime? Because I'm not totally sure I can, I'm very, I'm very satisfied with that. So this episode, I wouldn't be as angry about if it was in the beginning. Mm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Because it is, it's a filler app where we're Mm -hmm. like, this is what Angel's job is. But Mm -hmm. at this point, we know what Angel's job is. We're thick in the plot and like. I want filler episodes to matter to a character arc if they're going to mm-hmm. exist this late in the episode, which is why I wasn't mad about Blondie's ep. Mm-hmm. Because it, like, ended her arc. Mm-hmm. But this was just a filler ep about this random girl who, like, has no bearing to the plot whatsoever mm-hmm. and doesn't really further Angel's character at all. Like, not like nothing is different now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, like, that would have been fine as episode 3, not as episode 10 out of 12. I definitely agree, yeah. That's why I'm so critical of it. And it was heavy-handed, too, right? Yes. Like, it was like, oh, adults are terrible. Yeah. And, like, they don't show a lot of the adult faces. They only show, like, the kid faces and... and or and, Tom Nook. Uh, Tom Nook's face. Yeah, and, like, it's like, oh, adults are cruel, and growing up is hard, and you die, and that's it. And, like, yep. yeah. At this point, it was just unnecessary, yep. I feel. Well, you want to move on to the next one? Yeah, because guess what? Body woke up. Body woke up, everybody. This is not a drill. So, we pick up episode 11 exactly where we left off with episode 10. Body is awake, her eyes are opening up, and she's super groggy because she spent the last three years in a coma. Is that right? I thought it was four, and now it's suddenly three, so Mm. I don't know. She's been asleep for a long time. Um, You'd think that her muscles would be very atrophied by this point, and like she would... I don't really mind about that. That's totally fine. It's just logistics. Um, But she... um, she gets out of her bed and she sort of stumbles around for a bit. It's very difficult for her because she hasn't been moving for a while. And she turns and sees Sis and Glasses, who, like, came at the perfect time and, yeah. like, see her, like, waking up. And uh, Body's still really groggy, but she recognizes Sis and says her name and says, like, oh, uh, hey, it's you. And then Sis is like, oh, my God. And she's really happy and she's excited. And she goes over and gives her a tearful hug. Glasses is uh, surprised, but he's, as always, really practical and calls for a nurse, which is yeah. like, very important. I I'm, love like, glad Glasses. He's, he's really good. Like, he's down to earth. He really grew on me. Uh, 
So we, uh, we have this reunion, we cut uh, to the land of the postman, which is that like dark place up in the sky where there's a tree and all the, the iron rods are shoved into the ground. Um, the staffs. The staffs. And uh, Blondie and Angel are having this conversation just by chance where Blondie's like, hey, say Body were to wake up, what would you do? And Angel's like, oh, you know, I'd give her this gun and I'd ask her to shoot me. <laughs> and that's why the gun has a stamp. And that's why the gun has a stamp. Uh, and she explains that she's, like, not necessarily of this world. Like, she's just the alter ego of Body, And uh, she would, like, it would sort of set things back in balance. Uh, and she would be able to... Um, go back to the way things were if she got shot by body and not necessarily by anyone else. So we go to the editors of, um, uh, what's his name's book? Uh, Pegasus. Pegasus. Pegasus's book. And they're freaking out because they want to sell this book, but daughter might spill the beans uh, about the fact that she was horrifically abused by her father and they wouldn't be able to sell any books, which would be sad. Yeah, not um, like the horrific abuse, but the, like the books! The books, the money... So we go to friends who are still in the hospital, um, the, the human friends, Body and Glasses and Sis. And Glasses and Sis are trying to, like, sort of give some context to Body. They're trying to explain who they are still and, like, how they know each other. And this is a bit of a slow process because, you know, uh, Body's still really um, not there yet. She's still pretty groggy after waking up. When suddenly, out of the blue, Blondie shows up. And she's panting and she just ran here and she's like... She pulls Sis and Glasses to the roof, and she explains to them that Angel has this plan where she's going to ask Body to shoot her when Body shoots up, or when, oh, that's not right, when Body wakes up. And um, they're all like, that's not the best plan, because we really like Angel. Yeah. Um, we then see Angel flying down to the hospital. She's supposed to be delivering a letter, but she's taking a detour to visit Body, and uh, her staff is like, hey, you know, it's really late. We should go home and do this another time, because she doesn't want what's going to happen to happen so she's no one to wants what's going to no happen, one wants happen except happen. for angel uh angel um says like no nah, let's go let's go check it out and so she goes to the hospital room and finds that body is gone just not there anymore glasses uh tells her that she's been moved to another hospital uh to get some testing quote unquote uh <laughs> done which is total bs but yeah they're definitely pulling a fast one on angel here to uh delay this plan and buy themselves some time so we then cut to Sis's house where she, Secretary, and their parents are all having a nice family dinner. Secretary is the woman from last time that we talked about who was helping uh, Pegasus write his book. And uh, they're having family sukiyaki, and it's really nice because uh, they're all sitting around, joking, having a good time. And um, Body's a little hesitant because she um, has not had a big family dinner before, and she doesn't really know how to eat sukiyaki. So um, her uh, sis and her family sort of show her how you take the meat out of the pot, and you put it in the egg, and you eat it, and she eats it, and it's very nice. And they play Wii together. And This, yeah, they play Wii together. <laughs> this is a lot of Nintendo plugs yes. in this show. Um, this scene reminded me a lot of a scene in Erased. Oh my god. Um, of course, the Erased one is done way better, but whatever. Uh, which is another scene of, like, an abused girl getting some motherly attention or, like, a family attention and, like, getting emotional about it. And, like, I was getting emotional thinking about a race while watching this. Oh, my this. God. It was weird. Anyway, go on. Wait, Kelly, this one also had a coma. Yeah, I know. Oh, my God. So they are eating meats and hanging out and having a good time. We uh, cut to 
a crumbling building off somewhere in an unknown location, and we see Blondie, who is seeking the aid of, I'm, I'm only assuming, like, some really wise, upper-ranking male person. Um, and she says, like, oh, I need your help uh, finding out to see if we can keep um, Angel here as a male person. You know the gospel department really well. You know the rules. And the male person's like, oh, yes, I would love to help you. Hmm. <laughs> this is so unnecessary. It's a little unnecessary. Uh, <laughs> like, they don't explain anything at all with that. They just, like, introduce that. Uh um, we go back to the house where Body and Sister and the whole family are getting ready for bed. Uh, Body is still very polite as she thanks Sis um, for like all that she's done for her, and they, it's a nice warm moment where they say goodnight to each other. Uh, Sis and Secretary are sharing a room, and before they go to bed, they hang out for a bit and they talk a bit about how um, they sort of wonder what will happen when Body and Angel meet up again. And uh, Secretary says, oh, well, they'll likely fuse back into one because they started out as one, and so they'll eventually come back together as one. Um, and Sis is worried because she doesn't want to lose Angel, who might be lost in that process. And they have no idea what's, like, this is, like, all new territory for everyone, so they have no idea what's yeah. going to happen. The next day, Glasses and Sister uh, come back to the house, and they uh, continue Body's reintroduction into the, like, into like, everyday life. Society. Yeah, just society by, like, explaining what happened over the past three years with, like, a yearbook and some good stories. Um, Glasses sort of goes quiet after a while, and he um, asks if Body remembers this uh, story about when he once saw Bo Dangle. That's their fusion name that I just made up on the spot. <laughs> <laughs> or Bo Dangle? Bo, Bo Dangle. Bo Dangle. That's better. Not Bo Dangle. <laughs> And uh, he tells a story about how they fought off a dog, and Body's like, oh, sorry, I don't remember that. And he's super sad, and we sort of get the sense that he's maybe thinking about Angel instead of Body. It was clearly Angel. It was very clearly Angel in that situation. Which is interesting, because I think something to point out now, because it'll come up later, is that, like, when Angel told the story of, like, her life, she kept saying, like, I, like, took the backseat mm -hmm. for Body to do a bunch of stuff. Mm -hmm. But, like, we're increasingly seeing scenes that, like, the friends are describing where it's clearly Angel in control. Yeah. <laughs> it seems to be the majority of the <laughs> life scenes, and that'll be important. But anyway, go on. Definitely, yeah. Um, we see Angel, uh, we go back to her. She's making a delivery to some uh, woman who's, uh, like, she supposedly has done some sort of misdeed, uh, but has been working for a lot of her life to uh, avoid the consequences of it, or, like, maybe just continue her life uh, past it. Um, Angel, in disgust and like talking to this woman, insists that the woman should atone for her sins and that she should uh, make right what went wrong. Um, and yeah, it seems like that's something that's very important to Angel is like justice and like atoning for things that you've done wrong, which is yeah. something that'll come up later. Um, after that interaction, Angel tries to get the contact information for the, <laughs> the fake hospital where Body was transferred to. Uh, well, we don't know if the hospital is fake, but we know that body is not anywhere in a, any hospital. Um, Devad is like, hey, shouldn't you get back to work and finish delivering those letters? It's getting kind of late. And uh, Angel's like, mm, no, this is important. And uh, Rod sort of goes on to tell Angel how much she values her as a partner and how uh, she'd really like to continue working with her and how their relationship is very important. Um, and Angel is clearly very touched and she stops like searching for the contact info. But she goes on to explain how she needs to, how she did something wrong in the past, how she shot um, 
Pegasus and how Pegasus. she needs to atone for her sins and pay for her actions. And me, as the viewer, are like, you did nothing wrong. You are a good person. <laughs> right. But that's neither here nor there. Um, we go back to the house uh, where uh, the humans are hanging out and uh, Glasses and Sis leave to take um, uh, Glasses back to the bus stop and Body sort of hangs out there. Um, she Body heads upstairs to put away the yearbook that they were looking at and um, we see the two human friends walk into the bus stop and Sis talks about, like she brings up the future of Body and Angel and like expresses her concern over the fact that they don't know what's going to happen and how like they're really concerned about Angel disappearing when suddenly, out of the blue, Rod comes barreling in, carrying, like, doesn't even care that people can see her. <laughs> Just, like, screaming, hey, you guys, Angel's missing. It's so stupid. It's so I stupid. Yeah, I've come to like the Rods a lot. Like, Yeah, I know, it's good. weird. <laughs> I hated them, and now I'm like, oh, they're so stupid. They're so stupid and good. <laughs> um, so we cut back to Body, who was putting away the yearbook when she found Pegasus's book. And all of the memories come flooding back at once, um, and she freaks out mm-hmm. here. And I really like the sound design in this part because, um, as Body's like remembering the shooting of her father, like we hear the gunshot over and over again, and like we see her eyes getting wider with terror as she realizes what's happened. And I thought mm-hmm. that that was good and dramatic. And so uh, Body runs off somewhere, and the family and friends are like searching for her frantically. They have no idea where Body went. Um, we see that Body is running through town, just overwhelmed by all the memories of shooting her father. And um, mm-hmm. we cut back to um, the, the 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 high-ranking angel, not angel, the high-ranking postman and Blondie who are going over these tomes, and they find this rule that'll allow Angel to stay as a mailman, and they're all excited. And they're like, you mean we can keep her safe? And he's like, yep, this will work. This will be perfect. And, and they don't explain what the rule is. They don't explain what the rule is. It's just it like... doesn't matter. Yeah, whatever. It's, yeah. <laughs> I wonder if in the manga they explored that more, but I'm not sure. Maybe. Um, we go back to Body, who's sprinting up some shrine steps, and by this point, she's calling out to Angel for help. It seems as though either she remembered that Angel exists, or she, like, is finally, like, reaching out to her for help. And uh, Angel is at the top of the stairs of the shrine. She's looking down at her, very, like, mournful and serious, and Body runs up and gives her a big hug and it's finally their reunion they've been waiting for for like 11 episodes and um body's like i'm so sorry i shot dad and angel's like no i shot pegasus and body is shocked she's very confused and um angel's like yes i shot pegasus and she offers her gun to body and says you need to shoot me to make this right um, and body looks just completely horrified. And then we pan out to a picture of a nice sunset. And then we hear a gun shout. And I'm freaking out because I'm like, how? Why would she do this? There's no reason for this to happen. But whatever. Right? We'll come back to that. Uh, Sis comes running up to the shrine and finds body just standing there alone, face impassive, and she's hiding the gun behind her back. And uh, Body lies and says, oh, I was just walking around town because I thought I might remember something. I definitely didn't meet uh, an angel up here. That would be crazy silly. Um, and then it's just sort of left at that. And uh, we see Body meeting up with uh, Detective Dad, uh, who we like, have seen throughout the whole show. Um, and uh, they're talking when suddenly she interrupts him and she says, hey, I would like to press charges against... Pegasus right now and I was like yes thank you yes Yes. and she says this time I'm gonna be the one to pull the trigger and I was like yes yes 
this is unexpected, but I'm I'm ready to go. Yeah, and then I hated how everyone reacted to this. Yep, everyone. It's, it's classic Shikofumi style where it just all goes downhill. Um, in the last scene, we see a beautiful woman at some resort who takes a phone call. Who is she? I don't know. Kelly. Well, Utah. she's sparkling. She's sparkling. She's All right. Beautiful. Episode 12. It is the final episode. And mm. Body is pressing charges and oh. is very serious about it. And I'm like, here for this. Yes, <laughs> reclaim your life, girl. You deserve mm-hmm. it. But the world is like, this is stupid. <laughs> Pe- survivors don't have rights. Mm-hmm. He's a famous author. <laughs> anyway... But literally, like, little sis, even. Mm-hmm. Like, yep, uh-huh. the friends are walking together, and little sis stops and is like, why? Why are you pressing charges? Uh... And I'm like, what? What do you mean, why? You met the man. He blew up a door. <laughs> um, and Body goes, because it's the only way to move on is to settle this and to, like, finally do something about it. And, like, Lil Sis says, you sure have changed, huh? Ugh. And I'm like, go to hell. <laughs> and, like, uh, Body's like, I have to, and I will change. Anyway, so she's at the worst school ever, as we know. <laughs> Trademark, the worst school ever. Yeah, the school that sad glasses go to and have all these horrible things have happened. And, like, they're already bullying her <laughs> by <laughs> circulating pictures of her and taking pictures of her without her consent. Um... And, like, she knows because they don't silence their phones. So she can hear them, the photo shutter, like, constantly throughout the day as they're taking pictures of her and putting it on the internet because she's Pegasus's abused daughter. Everyone knows she's the abused daughter. And they, like, keep taking pictures of her and talking about it. And I'm like, why do you guys suck? Mm-hmm. Um, and she, uh, Sad Glasses comes and checks in on her because they go to the same school. Little Sis goes to a different school. And she lies to him that, like, yeah, high school is fun. I'm really excited I'm here. (laughs) We go up to the field of staffs, and Rod, Lady Staff, um, is shoved back into the dirt by a stranger, strange postman, who we don't know, who is her new partner and now (laughs) ex-partner, because Angel is apparently missing. And uh, so she... Lady Staff has been passed around by different mailmen who just don't like her because she messes up a lot and just, like, stick her back in the field, and I felt honestly bad for the staff. Mm-hmm. And, uh, uh, so Angel is confirmed for gone, and she's with male staff who's like, yeah, my mailman's pretty upset too right now, and we cut to Blondie looking upset by the tree all alone because her friend is gone. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh... Anyway, the, so the news is on, and the news is like, you know, yes, she was abused by her father, but he's still her dad. Like, how could she press charges? Like, it's her dad who abused her. You know? Like, God, millennials are awful. <laughs> They're ruining society. Society is crumbling around us. And I was, like, sitting here like, I hate everyone. Mm-hmm. And, uh... Little sis and sad glasses are, like, looking at pics of Angel and are kind of upset because they miss her. And I'm like, yeah, that's granted. But also support your friend. Yeah, support your friggin' friend. Like, they literally just turn on body because she's not Angel. 
they realize. And I'm like, you guys are awful. Mm-hmm. Well, Sad Classes doesn't really. Like, Sad Classes is still great. But Lil Sis, I'm like, you suck right now. Mm-hmm. Like, this poor girl's been abused and, like, needs help. And you're like, you're making everything worse. And mm-hmm. I'm like, ugh, whatever. Anyway, the publishers, the evil publishers are like, you know, we're going to do some countermeasures. And they start keeping Pegasus in a hotel. And it's the only scene of Pegasus in this whole film is just him on a bed. Which I'm fine with, in all honesty. Yeah, honestly, I'm like, cool, you suck, so, (laughs) bye. Lil' uh, Lil Sis and Sad Glasses wait for Body to come out of school, um, and they're chilling there, and Lil' Sis just kind of vomits out uh, that she likes Sad Glasses. She confesses to him. And Body overhears this conversation and decides to go home without talking to them. Um, So then Lil' Sis confronts her in the house like because you know body's staying at her parents house and little sis is like you know when i saw you at the top of those stairs last episode um i heard a gunshot body like visibly flinches and then is like it's your imagination (laughs) and they like run away from each other and it's really sad and i'm like okay so little sis is actually resentful for body because she thinks she killed angel and Mm -hmm. i like that makes more sense to me Mm -hmm. but it still sucks Mm -hmm. um then we're at an airport (laughs) this scene (laughs) oh my god why (laughs) we're at an airport with body and detective dad and we're gonna meet pretty mom (laughs) Pretty Mom, because her name is literally Kide, which means beautiful. Mm-hmm. And um, Pretty Mom is was in Italy, and she's flown all the way over here to see the, her estranged daughter. And we're like, great. And so she comes home, and Body's really excited, and she's like, buongiorno, mama. And Mom's like, oh my god, you're so pretty. Look at you. You've grown up. Oh, man, you're going to be so strong, right? Like, be strong. Okay, I'm going to go now. <laughs> and Body's like, wait, what? What do you mean you're going to leave? And she's like, oh, you know, I don't want to be a mom. Like, literally, that's what she says. So she's like, I'm going to go. Like, I'll give you money. Like, you, that's what you want, right? Like, I'll just give you money, but I'm going to go. And Detective Dad is like, um, excuse me. (laughs) She has nowhere else to go. And Mom's like, okay, but, you know, Lorenzo's over there. (laughs) So I'm going to go with Lorenzo. And she just walks away. And I'm like, this is great. This is a great thing that's happening in front of me. I thought at that moment Detective Dad would be like, okay, I'm adopting you. But no. Right? No, it's just like, huh, that that did suck. Anyway, <laughs> Body starts having a panic attack because she's hearing all these, like, photo shutter noises again. And, like, some of them are people taking pictures of her, but some of them are just people taking pictures at the airport, you know, people leaving, whatever. But she starts having a panic attack because she's, like, worried people are taking pictures of her, and that's totally valid. And so she just runs. She just runs away. And Detective Dad doesn't try to follow her. Oh my he's God, just he's like, like Wait, don't no. go! Oh, no! And then just calls his son sad glasses and is like, I lost your friend! <laughs> <laughs> I'm a detective, but help me. <laughs> So, Sad Glasses hasn't responded to Little Sis's confession yet, but he, um, is, like, freaking out about how Body is missing now because of his dad telling him. Anyway, um, we're back at the publisher evil house, and Secretary's talking to the publishers, and she's like, yeah, Pegasus is an awful human being, but, you know, we should still publish his book. Because, like, words, his words are good. And I'm like, 
Secretary, what the frick? Just please, just let it go. <laughs> let it go. And, like, the publishing house is like, we shouldn't publish this because he's bad. And I'm like, is the publishing house, like, now making more sense? It was confusing. <laughs> anyway, Lil Sis, you know, uh, Sad Glasses runs to Lil Sis's house and his, like, body is missing. And I'm freaking out. And Lil Sis is like, well, I don't care anymore because I hate her because she shot Angel. And you should hate her, too. And stop loving her because you loved Angel, not her. Duh. And Sad Glass is like, none of this matters because Body is suffering and she's our friend. So I'm going to go help her. And I'm like, thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Glasses. <laughs> so uh, he runs away and Lil Sis stays behind. And I'm like, Lil Sis, you're at the end of my court, I swear to God. Mm-hmm. Anyway, Body goes to the house, to um, Pegasus's house that makes still makes no sense. It's like on a cliff. Like, I don't get it. And um, she sees all the glass pens, she goes to the glass room, and she's like, huh, I really hated this, but, like, you know, my life sucks still. And she goes to the glass room, then she pulls out the gun to shoot herself, and then Angel walks in. And we have a flashback to that scene at the top of the staircase from last episode, uh, where Angel's like, shoot me. And body is shaking and, like, can't do it. And Angel, like, comes all the way close until the gun is, like, touching her chest and is, like, next time try on your own. And she, like, pulls the trigger for her. Right? Or something? Something along those lines, yeah. I think it was ambiguous. It was ambiguous on who exactly pulled the trigger, but, like, mm-hmm. Angel was very much taking the lead on it. Mm-hmm, and that's what yeah. matters. Mm-hmm. Um, but, and was saying, next time try on your own. So, back at uh, Pegasus's mansion, whatever the hell it is, um, <laughs> Body is very upset to see Angel and is like, why are you back? Why are you here? And Angel's like, because you're running away from everyone and everything. And then uh, Body's like, I didn't run. I didn't run. And Body, like, goes to slap Angel because she's so upset. But Angel's way faster and stronger. and just slaps her straight to the ground. And I'm like, what is happening? I don't know. I was just, like, not expecting this to be their reunion. Anyway, Angel, like, stands over her and is like, you're so weak. And Body's like, well, it's your fault. You snatch things away right when I'm about to do them for myself. And that was the moment when I was like, damn, mm-hmm. poor body. Yeah. Like, angels, because it's true, like, as we've seen before, like, body hasn't really had a chance to fight for herself. Mm-hmm. It's always been angel making the decision to, like, no, this is what we're going to do now. Or, like, no, we're going to be friends with this person now. And da 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 And body's mm-hmm. just, like, constantly being pulled back. And it's not fair to her. Anyway, so they start having a fight. Um, back to little sis. Uh, um, well, okay, I guess Sideglasses hadn't run away just yet, mm. but they're still in the middle of their convo, and Lil Sis is saying, her suffering, body suffering is her own fault, so we shouldn't be sad about it. <sighs> like, I hate you, Lil Sis. Mm-hmm. And then Glasses is like, well, I'm gonna find her anyway. And then he runs away. Mm-hmm. Back to the fight. Uh, body's like, you never gave me a chance to do anything, so how about you shoot me, Angel, if you, like, wanna do everything, you know? You wanna have 
everything happen your way. So how about you just shoot me and we'll both disappear, okay? Is that what we want to do? And Angel starts hesitating. And then Body's like, you see, you're such a liar. You don't want to disappear. You want to live and have friends. You want to be in control of my body. It's all you ever wanted. You never cared about me. You're selfish. Blah, 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 blah. It's a terrible fight. I was very emotional. Mm-hmm. It was very real. I was not expecting it. Mm-hmm. Anyway, Lady Staff breaks into Little Sis's house. <laughs> Again, no care in the world. And it's like, Little Sis is saying, like, Angel doesn't. Angel doesn't even exist. Like, why do we care so much? And Lady Staff is like, Angel does exist. She was my partner, you idiot. She's broadcasting everything to Blondie through the staff telepathy. And little sis, like, immediately realizes the error in her ways. Like, very, with very little prompting. And I'm like, okay, I see that. We've run out of time. We spent too much time with Tom Nook to develop this situation. Uh, little sis is like, oh, darn, I love both Angel and Body. I need a help, and then runs out. And I'm like, I don't believe, whatever, I don't care. <laughs> Back to the interesting part. Angel and Body are screaming at each other at this point on how much they want to live and experience new things and all that stuff. Like, they keep going back and forth, like, I want to go to a culture festival. Like, I want to eat this. I want to go to the beach. I want to do this. I want to have all these experiences that we weren't allowed to have because of the abusive um, parent we were living in who kept us in. And it's a really beautiful... I really love that scene. I really like it Because it's like the lot, first yeah. time we see Angel, like, emoting hardcore. Mm-hmm. Um, and Angel just starts saying, thank you, thank you for, like, bringing me out of your body, like, I giving me the chance to live. And then Body just starts sobbing and starts <laughs> saying, I hate you. I hate you. I hate you. Because Angel's thanking her for take, letting her take control, and Body's like, you took it! Like, you didn't let me... Like, I hate you. You denied me these experiences still. And so then both of them are crying, and it's horrendous. Um, and then Blondie, Sad Glasses, and Lil Sis arrive to this cry fest, and Blondie's like, what's going on? <laughs> <laughs> and then Sad Glasses is like, I don't have any idea. And then Lil Sis is like, at least they both exist. <laughs> the end. And I was like, excuse me? <laughs> excuse me, Shigo Fumi? Excuse me? This is not an ending. This There is no resolution here. <laughs> um, there's a... There's the credits start playing and I realize, oh, the credits mean something. And we get a mm-hmm. montage where like we see where all the living characters are. And we get to see, you know, our lesbians, and I'm like, oh, look at you. And Schrodinger's there, mm-hmm. gamer guy's there, uh Timmy's there, whatever. Um and, oh, and then Timmy the- and the younger sister have a bonding moment that I thought was really sweet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The younger mm-hmm. sister from the first episode. Mm-hmm. Um, that's really cute. That was a really nice callback because they're about mm-hmm. the same age. Um, but yeah, none of it matters because the important part is there's a big crowded scene and you see both Body and Angel walking in separate directions and Angel's wearing her mailman uniform with Staff Lady and they like cross paths but don't acknowledge each other and Body's like... This is my life, and I'm never letting you back in. The end. Is that what she says? Yeah. I just assumed that that meant... I, I, okay, I thought it was something more along the lines of, like, 
I, we're, we have separate lives now. You're not allowed to like come back to me and like comfort me. Like you have to live your own life and I'm going to live my own life. Well, maybe, but I saw, I thought it was very literally, I'm never letting you back into my body. I mean, and I was just like, okay, so I guess implying, so Angel, I guess, stays a postman. Okay, episode, cool. We need to talk about the bonus episode because it resolves some things. It does resolve some things. But let me ask you right now, Kelly, how'd you feel at the end of that episode? So, I feel like they needed another episode after this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They needed an mm-hmm. actual epilogue episode, which then fed more into my anger about Tom Nook's episode because it was so pointless. <laughs> <laughs> Um, because they could have just pushed everything back an episode and had an epilogue episode that was mm-hmm. similar to the bonus episode, but was like less of a standalone and had more resolution time. Sure, sure. Do you definitely. know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. it really did. It was like literally ending an episode with the characters going, what's going on? No idea. Is not a way to end a series. <laughs> I guess they had kind of resolved by that point, like they want to live their own separate lives and like that's nice, I guess. But like, yeah, no, I'm I, I'm happy that they continued on. And they're like, okay, yeah. we need to add a little bit more here. Because like, you still have the like, well, what's gonna happen to Pegasus? She's pressing charges, and the world is against her. How is she gonna deal with that? Like, mm-hmm, are mm-hmm. her friends actually gonna be her friends, or only Angel's friends? Because Ugh. like, they're gonna be separate people. Like, mm-hmm. there's all these questions that like they don't even try to answer because they're lazy, and they just <laughs> go, "What's going on?" No idea. We don't care that the audience would want to know. And I was like, I felt, I was really into the Angel Body reunion because I was like, this is really good. And then that point, that that bit just like made me so angry because I was like, really? Is this how you treat your audience? It's like they were making fun of us for caring so much because like, it doesn't matter. (laughs) And I'm like, I hate you. Whatever. Anyway, Mm. let's talk about bonus episode. Let's talk about bonus episode. I... Very much enjoyed this bonus episode. I did, actually. Uh, I really liked it. I was like, this is what I want. Yeah. And, like, we... It not only was, like, closure, but also it sort of got into everyone's characters a bit more. And, like... Yeah! Outside of the... Like, we explored the comp- the main conflict of the show, which was uh, the reunion of Body and uh, 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 Angel. But then, like, we went a bit further than that and explored Angel's character and Body's character by themselves, which I thought was cool. Yeah. Um, and we got a lot of resolution about this terrible school. Like, finally, like, we're addressing the fact that this school has been the house of terrible, terrible things that were mm-hmm. never really talked about again, mm-hmm. and finally they're being talked about. Mm-hmm. So I greatly appreciated that. So let's get into it. Let's get into it. So, right away, open with a bank robbery, which is not too unexpected. Saw it coming. Uh, a desperate man <laughs> has a gun, and he's, like, he's telling the bank that he needs money to pay for his daughter's surgery. He's very apologetic, but, like, he needs the money, so, like, he's, like... Very upset with his situation. Um, surprise, here comes Angel to deliver a letter to the man. It's from his daughter, and that's very sad. Because <laughs> it means she's dead. It means she has passed on. Uh, so the man exits. He is weeping, and he gives himself up immediately to the police, who are honestly very nice to him. They are just like, oh, you're very upset. <laughs> and they like pat him on the back very awkwardly. And yeah, Angel has her famous tagline of, Shigofumi never lies. The Shigofumi is only yeah. truth. It is neither good nor bad. Hey everyone, this is Richard. I'm editing this week's episode. Uh, I'm cutting in right now because this is the part of the podcast where my internet suddenly pooped out and we had to restart the Skype call and open up new Audacity tracks. So uh, there's a bit of a little uh, rocky transition there onto the next part of the episode. So um, 
Yep, just me explaining that a little bit. Um, I hope you're enjoying the episode so far, and I hope you enjoy the rest of it. I love you a lot, and have a good day. Um, sorry for the technical difficulties. Uh, it is the 1960s, and we're using very future technology. Technology, as we call it technology. in the 60s. Mm-hmm. See, Kelly and I are actually yelling at each other across great distances, and um, yeah, we edit out all the silence as we wait for each other to respond. Yeah. And so, we like have this to one, wait three years between responses, and that's why it's the 60s, but I think you should, if my calculations are correct, receive this entire recording in 2017. Sounds about right? Yeah, that should be right, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, Richard, what happened in this bonus episode again? That's After the bank robbery. After the bank robbery. Let's see. Uh, We go to school where Bully, or where Body, where Body is adjusting to life by herself. And we mean by herself. By herself. She is no longer with friends nor Angel at all. Yeah. Now, here's something I didn't see coming. She's getting bullied, Kelly. Did you realize that? Who could have thought in this school (laughs) that an abused child would be bullied? (laughs) She's uh, getting bullied, and she... uh, She's hanging out outside while she's getting bullied, and she suddenly hears a commotion, and she goes over to find that someone has spray-painted a message on one of the school walls. It says, Curse and Half-Dead Man, which, if you remember, Kelly, is a reference to the Half-Dead Man of um, episode six. Yes, the boy who committed suicide at the school because of the intense bullying, the same episode where Loser Neutral stabs the bullies because he becomes the next victim. Indeed, yes. Um, we see those same bullies uh, who are evil and crying and they're just sort of looking grumpy and disconcerted like, oh, what's all this? So uh, we go back to talk to Sis and Glasses we haven't seen for a while. Um, little Sis and Sad Glasses. And they're talking on the phone about the recent graffiti and uh, Sad Glasses is like, you know, people have been saying they've been receiving Shigofumi from, from Half Dead Guy. And they're like, that sounds really fake, but it's not really our business. They uh, meet up in life, like in, in person, sorry. They meet up in person and they sort of start talking about, uh, what's her name? Body. And uh, they're talking about how uh, she's been really trying to be as independent as possible. She hasn't been accepting help from sad glasses because she really wants to do it on her own. And he's pretty worried about this. Um, we uh, check in with uh, Body as she's on her way home and she gets her shoes out of her locker and they have tacks inside of them, which is... An odd but very mean prank. Like, that's just mean. (laughs) When suddenly a girl appears and offers body a bandage. Kelly, what's a good name for this girl? Curse Breaker. Curse Breaker. I love Uh, it. Curse. Curse Girl. Curse Girl. (laughs) I like that. Spoilers. What? No. (laughs) Um, Body's like, no, you don't have to do that. You'll get involved. And Curse Girl is like, you need this bandage. Please take it. Um, and Curse Girl meets up with her friends later, and they're like, you know, you shouldn't hang out around that girl. And she's like, you guys are dumb. Uh, I'm going to hang out with whoever I want. You shouldn't hang out with that girl. She's that abused girl. (laughs) Oh, my God. Terrible school, terrible children. Um, so Body goes back to home, and home for her is a hotel that she's been renting out, um, because she moved out of uh, the house with, uh, little sis and, uh, secretary. Um, and who does she run into but Blondie. Blondie is sitting in her hotel room in the dark, eating and drinking. I love Blondie. I love Blondie. She's great. She's like, Blondie's like, hey, why haven't you changed schools yet? Your school is terrible. And she's like, I'm still halfway. And we're like, what does that mean? And we're not sure. Blondie reports us back to Angel. And Angel's like, listen, I am not going to interview her. She's doing her own thing. We already agreed that I'm like going to let her do her own thing. 
So we meet up with Detective Dad and Secretary, who meet in a cafe, and we see, like, one of the very few nice interactions between adults where someone isn't, like, plying to kill someone or, like, secretly talking about them behind their back. And it's, like, nice. They're just like, hey, how are you doing? I'm good. Yeah. How about you? Good. Um, and Secretary is like, you know, we'd really like Body to move in with us. Uh, but, like, she, we know she's doing her own thing. So, uh, but that's something we're thinking about. Um, back at school, there's more graffiti. Someone wrote 4523 uh, in chalk on the field, which can also be read as Shigo Fumi in Japanese. <laughs> and the crowd is like, oh my god, this is definitely the curse of the half-dead. But Body, she's like, mm, no, that's not right. We then meet up with the bullies uh, who are holding their secret bully council. <laughs> and they're like, ah, yes, when shall we three meet again? Um, and they're like really scared. Oh man, this better not be a curse or something. Oh, here's something I really liked. We check back in uh, with um, Sad Glasses and uh, Gamer Guy. Uh, they have like one last interaction. Yeah. And Gamer Guy's like, you know, I was told so many times to transfer from this terrible, terrible school. This horrible school. Like, why didn't any of us transfer away from it? And then he's like, oh, well, I'm glad I didn't because I got to be friends with you guys. And that was sweet. So, yeah. Sad Glasses is like, yeah, I'm glad we got friends too. And then they gets on a bus with little sister and they start going somewhere. Are they dating? I don't know. Like, because little sister's like, you still really like Angel, right? And he's like, what? No. And sis looks very suspicious. Um... But then they're about to get off the bus when they run into Body, who is apparently on this bus as well. And it's, I'm really sad that they didn't know that each other was going. And I guess it's a testament to the fact that they aren't talking at all, um, which is fine, but that's okay. So they are both going to go talk to Loser Neutral from episode six. Um, they meet up with him in this location where it's like a room and he's escorted in by, um, a supervisor. it's a psych ward. A psych ward. Okay, that would make a lot of sense. Or maybe like juvenile detention or something like right? that. Something like that. And uh, they start chatting. About, well, first of all, he's like, oh my god, wait, are you the lady who gave me that letter? And she's like, we know each other. And uh, they start talking right away about Shigofumi. And <laughs> they're like, hey, so about Shigofumi. And little sis is like, shh, that's secret stuff. And then loser neutral's like, what? No, this guy right here, he's he's got one. It's fine. Every, everybody knows what a Shigofumi is at this point. They're not a secret. <laughs> So he talks um, about how he uh, has talked to a couple people about the Shigofumi. He actually talked to um, Graffiti Girl, the Curse Girl, about it because um, she. Oh well, sorry. One moment. I'm getting ahead of myself. He talked to he talked to Half Dead's sister, who was uh, very interested in the Shigofumi because I mean she was Half Dead's sister. Um, however, he lied about the contents. He told her that the what the letter said was like very nice and like not as hateful and angry and sad as it was, in which Half Dead, like, cursed Loser Neutral to the ground and wished, like, all of the worst parts of the world on him. Um, yeah. And then uh, he says, oh, her name was Curse Girl. And uh, Body's like, what? Curse Girl? No way. And then we cut to Curse Girl, who's creating a fake Shigofumi. And we learn about her sad backstory, where their family was torn apart by divorce, and how much she loves her brother, but they haven't been together for a long time, and she really wants revenge for the terrible things that the bully did to him. Um, yeah, and the fact that he died. So she leaves a fake Shigofumi to one of the bullies, the lead bully. Um, uh, he calls the bully council once again, and uh, this <laughs> time, Sad Glasses is outside the room just listening to their whole conversation. Um, and gets the deets on what they're going to do in response to the Shigofumi. So Sad Glasses and uh, Little Sis and um, 
Body are now all working together at this point. They meet up at Body's apartment, um, and they find that Bond... Yeah, go ahead. I just want to add one little thing that I just remembered that I think is kind of important is the fact that at the bully council, the lead bully is like, why am I being punished? I got stabbed in suspense. Oh my gosh. <laughs> and I was just like, true. But also true. Suck. But I was like, you know, true. You did get stabbed. <laughs> you got some karmic response. Yeah. And the other two are just like, oh, we didn't do anything wrong. It was all you. And he's like, no. <laughs> I was like, I hate the three of you, but that was really funny. <laughs> The three, the three musketeers meet up at um, Body's apartment, and they find Blondie has just passed out drunk on Body's bed. Um, and the staff is like, did you need her for something? And Body's like, hoo maybe. Um, we go back to the bullies who are um, following the instructions on the Shigofumi that tell them to go to this location to do something to, in response to the Shigofumi. Um, and they're like, I don't believe in ghosts. Do you believe in ghosts? And I'm like, no. Yes, and then suddenly uh, the staff, the male staff, appears behind them and yells "boo" and says, "You guys should go away." Um, and then they drop the letter and they run apparently into the river. Uh, they like I don't know yeah. how, but they end up in the river ultimately. So go back to Curse Girl, who has set up this horrific Rube Goldberg machine of Holy death. Shit. Like there is broken glass, bear traps, tasers, the whole works. <laughs> the whole and, like, nine yards. It's like ridiculous. And it's abandoned building. And she's like, okay, time to get vengeance. And she turns around and sees a mysterious postal worker. Dun, dun, dun. Uh, the postal worker hands the fake Shigofumi to her, to Curse Girl. And uh, Curse Girl's like, hey, I am doing the right thing. I'm trying to get justice. And the postal worker's like, no, no, no. Take this. And it's another Shigofumi, apparently from Half Dead, her brother. And she reads it, and the letter just says, don't do anything stupid. <laughs> and I'm like, that? She won't buy that. That's like the least touching Shigofumi I've ever seen. But then she's like, ah, yes. I see the error of my ways. This is so stupid. Because <laughs> she's like, yeah, brother wouldn't want this. And I'm like, your brother just said, don't do this. <laughs> Uh, then, uh, the plan suddenly takes a surprise twist when, surprise, Angel appears behind the quote-unquote postman, uh, and reveals that the person who handed that Shigofumi to Curse Girl is actually a faker, because they don't have an Aaron's rod, which is usually shown, like, the staff, you know, the staff. Uh, and then the wind blows really hard and blows off the cap and reveals that it's body underneath the whole time. Let's see, uh, we see the two humans, sister and little sis and side glasses, running up with the male rod, and they're like, man, it's a good thing we scared them away, because this could have gone really south really fast. Um, and back on the rooftop, uh, sister is getting very upset with um, the lies and deceit of body, um, because she was like, why would you pretend to be my dead brother? That is messed up. And uh, body is like, well, you know, she tells her about how malice and revenge lead to, like, only more malice and revenge and how, like, she herself um, acted badly and she's paying for her crimes by going to school, which I don't totally understand because she didn't do nothing wrong, did she? No, but society has told her so. Yes. So she's at prison school for prison time. And I'm like, you know, accurate. That is what that school is. Yes. <laughs> Um, and so she's very similar to Angel like that, and that she, like, has ascribed, like, a lot of guilt to herself, uh, because of everyone yelling at her all the time about how guilty she should feel, and, like, is trying to atone for her sins now. Um, and so she's, like, sister, and, like, Curse Girl's like, why'd you stop me? You have no reason to stop me. And she's like, hey, 
He gave me this Band-Aid. I liked that. You're nice. And so um, that's a nice. It resolves that. Uh, Angel flies back to Blondie to give her back her uniform because Angel, or because Blondie's just sitting without her uniform right now in the hotel drinking more. Um, and Angel just says ever so, like, just the tags on, like, oh, you know, she looked really cute in that uniform. And the Rod points out, like, do you just love yourself? Is that it right now? <laughs> also hilarious. Just how much do you love yourself? <laughs> yeah, so that's the end of that conflict. Um, afterwards, Body and Kreskel share a lunch, and it's very sweet. And Kreskel and, and Body's like, you shouldn't be with me. You'll get attacked by all the terrible people in the school. And Kreskel's like, listen, I am part of the Fumica Society now. And she's like, ha, Fumica Society. That's stupid. And they're nice and it's friends. And she, then she gets I an invitation it. from little sister saying, hey, come live with us. Stop living in hotels. And it's great. And they all live happily ever after. And that's a better ending. And that's the real ending to Shigo Fumi. Because, I mean, like, you resolve how they're going to live in this society now separated. Mm-hmm. What their struggles are and how they're ongoing, but how they're dealing with it. And you get body to have a friend who mm-hmm. isn't mm-hmm. attached to Angel and thinks of her only as, like, Angel. Mm-hmm. You know? Definitely. Absolutely. And I was like, thank you. Mm-hmm. Cool. And, like, okay, she has money. Great. Yeah. <laughs> Fantastic. And, like, it's interesting, because it's kind of very similar to what happened with um, Angel and uh, Little Sis, where, like, it was like, oh, you don't know who my old man is? Then that means we're friends. We're going to get along well. And... And yeah. like with this, it's like, oh, you don't know, we don't care who my old man is. Like now we're just going to be friends. And also they had like a really touching moment where they saved each other. But yeah, it was good. Yeah. No, I see the parallel. That's mm-hmm. true. A little bit no. So like overall, what are your thoughts, Richard, for Shigo Fumi? Out of 10. Out of 10, I would give it a good seven. Okay. Yeah. So it was like good. It wasn't great, but it wasn't like below good for me. I enjoyed watching it. And I would recommend it to people who are looking for an anime that has a bit of drama to it, um, has good like characters that they might enjoy watching. There are terrible, potentially unrealistic bad people in this anime yeah. that I will like point out, but like otherwise I enjoyed it. How about you, Kelly? I would probably give it a six, uh, mostly because I also like I thought it was good. I just like after a point just felt like this world is just so cruel. Mm-hmm. And I don't know why it needs to be that cruel for this. Mm-hmm. Like, it felt unnecessary. Mm-hmm. The level of cruelness. It was almost comical, but the show wasn't playing it off as comical. Mm-hmm. So it kind of, it really detracted for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and I also felt like the resolution, like, I thought was interesting and was a cool way of going about it that I didn't expect. Um, and I really liked what they did with Angel and... Uh, body's characters, but it still left me kind of wanting and lacking something. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, but I definitely get that. it was still like I was. I'm impressed because I did not. I've never heard of the show, and it was like good. It was good. 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 Like a six point five. Nice. Uh, what was your favorite moment? Um, my favorite moment was probably when Glasses was just punching the daylights out of Pegasus. Oh my god, yes! Um, yeah, just like those th- those specific three episodes were probably my favorite last week's sure. episodes. Sure. I think that was the highlight of the whole show, was like mm-hmm. those. And it sucks that it wasn't like the finale, but like, those were my favorite. Definitely. What about you, Richard? 
Um, I really liked... I really like the moment where the cat gets to go back home to the old people's Aww, house. I thought that, that was really That is a really sweet. good moment. <laughs> I like that there were lesbians in it. Yeah, that was good. Good lesbians. Yeah. I'm mm-hmm. sad we couldn't find out what that brother-in-law yeah. and husband were up to. I'm still really angry I'm about pretty that. pretty angry about that, definitely. Because I was like, oh my god, another... Co- uh, uh, oh, it's just... It's Tom Nook now. That's Tom Nook now. Um... We're super over. Yeah, we're super over. Anyway, but 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 first, Shigo Fumi is solid. Go give it a watch if you haven't already, even though we spoil the whole thing. <laughs> or recommend it to other people who would be into that stuff. Just warn appropriately. Yes. But absolutely. yeah, I'd give it I'd give it my approval. <laughs> stamp. That's a stamp sound. Let's go to the rec room real quick. Real quick. I will be super fast with mine. Um mine is a League of Legends cinematic trailer because I'm garbage. Um <laughs> League of Legends is uh is a, is a nice it's a nice it's like a, a game on the computer where you fight other people and I'm blanking on what those are called right now, but I don't care. And they often release uh, animated cinematic trailers for new characters or new skins. The one that I'm referring to specifically is uh called A New Horizon Star Guardians. It is for five new additions to the Star Guardian skin set, and it is classic Magical Girl transformation sequence the entire time, and I loved it. It was, like, very good. All right. And that's it. It's no plot, and it's just enjoyable. Well, there is lots of plot in the background, but, like, the, the trailer itself is, like, a minute. It's very short. How about you, Kelly? So I was going to be really quick, but I was on Annie List this one second, and uh, Osamaza-san confirmed for a second season, uh, oh, and it's apparently gosh. airing October 2nd this year, so I did not what? know that, and I'm freaking out right now because I found it out <laughs> as we speak. Oh my god. So I guess I'll just recommend Osamaza-san. Os- I had another rec lined up, but I'll wait for next <laughs> Osamaza-san season one. Go watch Osomatsu-san. I don't really talk about it enough on this show, but I love this, like, really <laughs> garbage show about these garbage sextuplets and their garbage lives. It's a gag show. It's from originally the 1960s. This is the reboot where they're aged up, and it's really funny, really self-aware, really crude, really trashy, and I adored every moment of it. And it oddly gets serious in three episodes for some reason, and then they, like, completely, like, ruin the seriousness, too, but in a great way. And I'm really excited there's a season two! (laughs) And that it's airing in, like, less than a month. (laughs) That's crazy. Oh, my God. So, you heard it here, folks. Fresh off the presses. I'm gonna watch the trailer for it once we stop recording. Mm -hmm. We want to thank the Fat Rap for letting us use their song Prelude as our theme song. Check out their YouTube page at the link in our description. You can also find us at our website, animatetheworldcast.wordpress.com. Subscribe to us on iTunes. Also, if you ever want to send anything our way, you can email us at animatetheworldcast at gmail.com. Cool. I watched the trailer while you said that. because it was Really? Is it good? Long. It was 16 seconds long and nothing happened. All right. Uh-oh. How do we leave them, Richard? Um, don't go to high school in the realm of Shigofumi, because that place sucks. Yeah, don't go to prison school. But you know what? You know what, Richard? What? I do have something to say to the people. What is it? Stop madness and start forwarding goodwill. What? That's what they said in the bonus episode. 
That's Body's mantra is, I'm going to stop madness and start forwarding goodwill. Oh, that's right. I forgot. So stop madness and forward goodwill. Yeah, do that. Good night, everybody. Good night, everybody. Good night, everybody.